best friends forever. Until one host says something wrong about the other host's favorite character. Why would you say such a thing? Talking all things supernatural and sci-fi television, it's Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of TeamTSD.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of PureFandom.com. I'm Liz. And I'm Lindy. And... Of course, today we are talking about Game of Thrones, because what else would anyone be talking about this week? Rather, we're talking about Jon Snow. Um, yeah, so awesome. if you haven't caught up, I mean, get out right now. Run far away. I'm just really sick of people saying spoilers, and I know we talked about this earlier. And, you know, it is right to say, and before an article or podcast, you know, we will be talking about episode six. Times O two, um, home of Game of Thrones, but it's like it's not a spoiler if it's already aired. It's mm-hmm. your fault that you haven't planned your schedule around a television series because let's be real, mm-hmm. that's how you should manage your life anyways. Agreed. True. Very, very true. Um, so where do we even start? I guess let's just start talking about Jon Snow because I'm just gonna be thinking about him the whole time. Did I was trying to look back or listen back at some of our previous podcasts, and I had said both ways, so I never really committed to a specific theory personally, but we both did say that it, there was a reason that Melisandre was there, and she probably was going to do some witchy magic on him. We just weren't sure that he was going to come back as himself, right? Right. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was a little bit more hesitant. Like, I thought maybe he was actually dead. Now I feel stupid because I should have known that was never going to happen. Shouldn't know. Because he's Bay. Because he's Bay, And because why the hell else would Melisande go to the wall? I mean, what else would she have to do there except resurrect On purpose the most she amazing yeah. character in the world? <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> How weird was it that she, when she started, like, clipping his hair and stuff, I wanted to be like, stop it. Don't touch him like that. <laughs> I know. Someone was like, on Twitter, somebody was like, but did she have to get him naked to resurrect him? Though? And I was like, well, you know, she needed to wash his washboard abs. She needed to clean some rags on his abs. I don't know. I mean, no. it's not surprising. <laughs> She's... Not. You know, we all saw her real body. I mean, now I'm just like, you know what? Rock it out. Like, do you? Just milk this yep. magic that you have. Um, so, theories. <laughs> we talked about in our recap on purefandom.com, which right. we'll be recapping every uh, week this entire season, that um, there was that guy from season three, when Arya was with the Hound, um, he was in that cave with a bunch of other people yep. that worshipped the Lord of Light. And mm-hmm. um, that guy's name was Lord Beric Dondarrion, and he's the leader of the Brotherhood. Um, and it was said that he had been brought back from the dead six times. And he seemed to still mm-hmm. be the same person that he was before. You know, they didn't allude to him having any right. sort of, like, personality complex. And, I mean, John seemed more surprised when he woke up than just like, you know, opened his eyes like some weird prophet demon. So I think he, he is John. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think he, I think that it was truly him. Um, I know one theory is that he could become Aziz Ansari, Azaz Azor on a high, whatever the hell that thing is, um, right. like savior. But I don't know. I think he seemed to, yeah, have just been revived as himself. But if you guys noticed, I know, Liz, that you noticed, they kept cutting to ghosts a lot. And I don't know if it's because there's some deeper meaning, connection, something going on with ghosts, or if it's just because um, it showed ghosts' reactions, so we knew something was kind of, like, happening and Jon Snow was about to kind of wake up. Um, but what was your thought with that? I know that you had a theory with ghosts. Yeah, I was thinking that... Um... Well, for one, Jon Snow is, a, you know, if the theory is true that his mom is Lyanna Stark and his dad is Rhaegar Targaryen, he is half Stark. And uh, Starks have such, you know, they have such a deep connection to not just direwolves, but all animals in general. So mm-hmm. maybe in some way his life is tied to ghosts, and that would be kind of fitting as from like a balance of nature, like magic perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, because that whole balance of nature thing, life and nature seems to be a consistent theme in all sci-fi. So I could definitely see that happening. Um, yeah, it just seemed they kept cutting to ghost and it seemed very purposeful that they did. And I rewatched that scene like a gazillion times and he ghost was asleep the entire time and opened his eyes and looked up at John right before John woke up. Yeah, I don't know. Or it could just be that he sensed it and his life may not be tied to him, but that they just have that deep of a bond that, you know, ghost sense that was going to happen. It could just be as simple as that. So I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I um. So I have a feeling. OK, so remember, we all think that. I mean, everybody should think this. Right, Liz, that Johnson's got Targaryen blood. Um, definitely. And definitely. So here's my thing. First of all, remember Melisande going off about the power and magic of King's blood when he, when she was with Tywin? What if that had something to do with John being able to be resurrected because he's actually does have, have King's blood. Plus, I don't know if you picked up on this, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but okay. Now we know Bran can go back in time kind of to view, not back in time, but see the past um, with the three-eyed raven. And we saw that flashback of his father when he was young. So for the preview for the next episode, it looks like there's another flashback. And it looks like it's just when Rhaegar and the Targaryens um, sacked, was it King's Landing? Um, and whatever that battle was, like he, they, when he met up with... Uh, when he attacked right when he attacked um you know what I'm saying, Robert and Ned? Um I think so, yeah, keep going. Okay, so what if Bran views that and he sees what happens with Le Leanna and Rhaegar and realize that they have a son that they give to Ned to protect and it's Ooh. John. Like what if we find that out? Because what else is the point of showing that fact? What else is the point of, sh- of going back to that battle? What if Bran sees that and realizes, crap, that baby, John, my brother, is actually of King's blood? You know that's what I mean? And what if really, that, really, that's a whole bunch really of good point. 
Yes. Yeah, because I was thinking of that as well. I'm like, okay, well, maybe they just showed the Leanna flashback. So that way they're like keeping her present in our minds for when the bombshell is inevitably dropped that John is yeah. um, her son. But I really, really love your theory. I think it ties everything together with these flashbacks. You know, the flashbacks aren't just to show mm-hmm. that wargs can go back into time because it, it's becoming um, it's becoming a little clear that, you know, there are a lot of responsibility pulling from Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> in knowing all of these things and in having this warg talent. You know, that mm-hmm. um, I love how this Red Raven said, he saw the the emotional draw that Bran had to this flashback and immediately took him out of it because he's like, you can't get too deep into this or you'll just get lost in your own yep. mind. Right. Um, yeah. So I, and, uh, and apparently yeah. Bran's supposed to play a big part in whatever this war and battle is coming up. So he could just really learn some huge truth bombs and kind of connect all of the pieces you know, from the information that he knows. I mean, maybe we'll find out about Tyrion via flashback as well or something because we Ooh, all know yeah, that could be cool. Tyrion got that dragon blood. He's got it. Yes. Yes. And we say that in every podcast. Long story short, Tyrion was conceived while Tywin was handed the king. The Mad King took certain liberties, meaning Tywin's wife. So it's most likely that Tyrion was conceived um, not by Tywin, but by the Mad King and his mama. So um, and let's move to that. So how great was that yeah. scene with, first off, I can't get enough of Varys and Tyrion. If they had their own side series spinoff, I would be totally fine with it. Just like, <laughs> you know, the daily struggles of ruling in Marine. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was amazing. Like the office, but in marine, and it's like Missende, Grey Worm, very. <laughs> um, I thought it was so good. I feel like, and I know, I feel oh, sorry, like Missende would definitely, Missende would definitely be Jim, though, right? Oh. And then, um, yeah. then Grey Worm would be, um, oh crap, what's his name? Sam? What's his name? No, the dude that's always just angry. Oh, Dwight? No. No. I give up. It'll come to me. That's okay. But we feel we feel you. Um, okay. Yeah. So I loved that. And I loved how, because everyone knows it in the books, Tyrion's like obsessed with reading about dragons and all this sort of stuff. And I liked how they tied that into this episode because he kept saying, you know, I'm, I know things. My wealth of knowledge is, that's my, my, champion trait and so he talks about how the dragons can't just starve because he had said they're not eating since Danny left and he's like there's the reason they went extinct in the first place is because people try to domesticate them and they're smart so they're not just going to play along you know they get depressed and stop eating and then you know they just eventually like Darwinism they just diminish so I thought it was interesting that he went down there and tried to like build their trust by unchaining them and you know, I love how the second dragon just like turned around, like as soon as it saw he it saw that Tyrion unchained its brother or sister. It was just like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, get me, bro. Bye yeah. <laughs> I was like sweating. Pretty much. <laughs> I know, and he was able to calm the dragons and he seemed to be quite calm around them compared to how other people would be. I think yeah, and like you said in the books, 
you know, it talks about Tyrion have a, having a love of dragons and an interest in them. And that was never mm-hmm. touched upon in show until now. And I think if they're bringing that up now and they've specifically placed Tyrion in Marine, I think there's a reason, you know, and I think it has to do with the dragons. And I think Danny's away, but I'm sure she'll be back. I mean, Drogon's got to buck up at some point and save her. And I think when she comes back, setting her and Tyrion up um, to both hop on some dragons and ride and go pick up Jon Snow, that's going to be perfect. <laughs> yep, so cool. that's basically what's going to happen. You guys don't even yeah. need to finish the rest of the season. You're welcome. <laughs> um, love it. Okay, let's move to Arya. Okay. Um, I think... I'm st- my my only qualm with like what's happening right now is how we kind of can predict a little bit how everyone plays in this pending wa- White Walker war. Mm-hmm. Where does the faceless God stand? Like, what is their point? You know, is it to say that it doesn't matter? You know, I can kind of see this is not that much of a stretch, but yeah, kind of see it being like okay, there is a faceless God because there are all these people that believe in these certain families and who should rule the Iron Throne. And they're like, you know, it's, we are all just no one. You know, we're all just pawns. Right. And so yeah. they just kind of live by this code. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, need, I need to know more of, like, why she's there, what she's doing, what's going to happen. I know, because it almost makes, I mean, it makes more sense for her to have this hate and this revenge, you know, to try to avenge the death of her family there would be more of a, I guess, thought for her there. But, yeah, to, for her to be, you know, have no name and completely be, you know, in with the House of Black and White, she's an assassin. She's perfectly capable of taking people out. But that's not how they roll, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know what what they'll do with her unless she goes back to being Arya. You know, unless for some reason she gives up the House of Black and White and then she's just totally trained up and a badass, but kind of returns to be herself again. I don't, I don't Do they see let that you leave, though? So. I mean, can you leave? I mean, can you I leave mean, without consequences? Like, I don't know. I really don't, I don't know. know. It's very bizarre. And I hate to say I'm bored with it because not bored with it, but I'm not totally engaged with her story right now, which kind of sucks because she's always been one of my favorite characters. And I'm sure they'll get more, you know, get to her a little bit more and have some interesting stuff going on with her soon. But I feel like they've, they've kind of got her on the back burner right now, which is right. fine. There's a lot going on. But, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with her for sure. Um, maybe she'll tie in somehow with going back to Winterfell because I think that Jon Snow, I think most people think Jon Snow is going to head to Winterfell. We know that Ramsey, which we can talk about him next, um, yeah. said that he, you know, he thinks that Sansa maybe is fleeing to Castle Black now, um, and he wants to kill Jon Snow, I'm sure now, and get Sansa back, uh, assuming that she's going there. So, I don't know. Maybe all of the Starks will come back together and tie in somehow to take over Winterfell and kill Ramsey because he needs to die because I hate him and he's the worst person in the world. Yeah, he's the worst. Let's move to him. Quickly, though, on your yeah. com- to comment on your thing, I really, I agree with you. I feel like we know something great will happen with her, and they're just showing her to, like, set up something awesome that will happen because mm-hmm. she's had, like, a killer yeah. last couple seasons. I'm just ready mm-hmm. to know because I love her so much. 
yeah. love her character. But, um, okay, Ramsey, where do you even want to start with this Joker? Like, Oh, um, my God. So, first of all, let's just um, – so, he uh, – his little brother, he had a little brother, not happy. So he wasn't <laughs> happy about it, so he killed his father because his father was, you know, not doing what he wanted. And Ramsey's mm-hmm. a psychotic, spoiled little shit. And then – the most horrific scene, like, it disturbed me more than the Red Wedding. I could not watch. I closed my ears. I was, like, absolutely disgusted. And I know Game of Thrones is, you know, they do scenes like this sometimes. But for some reason, this one felt, like, unnecessary, and I was really grossed out. So he has his, you know, his stepmama go ahead uh god and she's got the baby boy ramsey lures them mm-hmm. into the area where all of his vicious dogs are and sticks his dogs on her and the crying baby as she pleads for her life and i want to throw up i don't know is it just me i feel like that was disgusting it so was gross. just horrible because it, he just sat there and watched it and then it's just like it i, I mean they keep showing how sadistic and twisted that he is. And I'm just, I'm hoping that they're doing it because they're like, we're going to have such an epic like kill scene for him. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's just getting to the point now where I'm like, I cannot deal. Like, I hate this guy so much. I cannot stand yeah. him. He's disgusting. He, he like makes Joffrey look like a basket of like puppies or like a double rainbow or something. Joffrey is a double rainbow. Oh my yeah, God. Joffrey is like, <laughs> he just takes it that next level you didn't even know things could be taken to. It's gross, and I don't appreciate it, and I I literally couldn't even look at the screen or listen to it. It's freaking me out. It's just disgusting. Anyway, I think he's going to have a gruesome, satisfying murder, and I really hope it's at the hands of Jon Snow or Sansa, because that would also be awesome. So apparently Sansa yeah, would be have great. A, yeah, she's apparently... I don't know who said this. Maybe a showrunner or something said this was supposed to be. She did, I think. Uh, she did say it was like Sansa's yeah. best season yet. Some really cool stuff she's going to do. Um, I hope so. I'd love to see her um, have a hand in taking down Ramsey because I think that would be awesome. And I think between her and Brienne and Jon Snow, they could just, in the wildlings and the giants, Imagine, what's that giant's name, One One or something? Imagine him. I forget, yeah. Just going into um, Winterfell and just like killing all of Ramsey's stupid people. That'd oh be my amazing. God, that would be so amazing. And can we also talk about how awesome it was that that giant just came in and just like grabbed <laughs> someone and just like threw them down and everyone was like, oh, hey, okay, hi, and just like put down their swords. Exactly. Um, Johnson is being resurrected, and it's like, you know, I've we were watching it with some of our friends, and it was just like, it's the perfect example of times are a change in bra. Like the yeah. wildlings aren't bad anymore, and you just need to get over it. Mhm. Yep. And, and I love how that wildling guy was like, he was like totally there, like ready for Jon Snow to wake up. Like mm-hmm. he just like respects yeah. him, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> I loved it. John me so happy. Be like the ultimate leader now. When he wakes up, he's like everybody's gonna be like, okay, yep, whatever you say. I wonder if he'll forgive Ollie, the kid that you know lured him into getting murdered and even stabbed him himself. 
I wonder if he'll have some kind of scene with Ollie saying he forgives him. Because I can't That's see a great Snow. point. Yeah. I don't know what's going to go on with that. But here's here's the thing. Like, And this is what it's been all six seasons. While all of this, you know, drama, literal Game of Thrones is going on, we have the mother freaking White Walkers, which are always on the back burner, but that we know are there. What and when are they going to make an appearance? Like, when is all this crap going to happen with the White Walkers coming in? We already saw, you know, John's going to have to tell them now that he's alive, um, you know, what he saw in, what was that right. episode, Hard Home or something? I don't know. When all mm-hmm. the, the people rose from the dead, the army of the, of the dead and all that crap, they're going to have to try to get Dragonglass. They're going to have to try to, you know, hop on a dragon and use dragon fire to extinguish the White Walkers. I don't know. But I'm, I'm like almost... I'm ready for them to like do something with the White Walkers or address I know. I know. that looming threat. Do you have any like predictions on when that stuff's going to go down or how? Yeah. So I think that everything right now to me more so I was trying to think of why this felt so this season already feels so different from other seasons because in, in the previous two or three seasons, we always felt like things were starting off so slow this is starting off with a bang and everything's like yeah. reaching this breaking point, <laughs> not breaking mm-hmm. point, but like this crazy climax. And yeah. I feel like it's going to be a combination of a couple different things because if everything's leading to the wall, you have to convince everyone to get there. And I feel like it's just not all going to happen there. I wonder mm-hmm. if say Danny comes back because she's been so hell bent on her own mission in Marine and on that side of Westeros. I'm wondering if, because we have another season, right? So mm-hmm. we get to the point where we will definitely have a showdown at the wall. Like the wall episodes, they had so many last season that were amazing. And I feel like that's yeah. probably going to happen again. There'll be some like epic White Walker scene. What if Danny comes back and, you know, she has, it's inevitable that the Dothraki are going to follow her because they follow the person that reads that ride. The biggest horse. Whenever Drogon decides to show up. Yeah. Yeah. When he shows up, they're going to be like, oh my God, she's actually riding a dragon. And it'll be like an awesome little thing that, you know, down from the moon and stars, heaven, call Drogo, look Mm -hmm. down and be like, oh my God, my little Danny. Um, So I feel like that's inevitable. But what if Danny's like, no, I'm not fighting at the wall. I'm not taking my dragons there. What if she's just not convinced that it's worth the risk? You know, like who's (laughs) to say that they're just going to go? What if her and Tyrion are like, no, why would we fly all the way down there? Well, when they I mean, find I, out I don't know. their brother, they're going to be like, well, we got to protect our blood. I mean, well, maybe that's when, you know, Bran comes in and plays some sort of diplomat since he plays this huge role yeah. in tying everything together. And, you know, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I just feel like it's not going to be as easy as oh, there's a war down there and there are, like, zombie, like, um, snowmen walking around? Yeah, sure, we'll just pop down there and take care of that real quick. Like, well, I if they don't, be... though, I think they're going to have to eventually because if they don't nip it in the bud now, um, like... Oh, definitely, but I feel like there's... They'll overtake everything. I just... Yeah, I just don't think that they're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, let's go. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of, like, build-up yeah. in terms of these flashbacks we were talking about and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, plus, I don't know. That's a pretty PC Marjorie. answer. But. 
Yeah, I know. And it's hard because they haven't really given us a lot of White Walker stuff. So I don't know. I don't know what exactly is, is going to happen. Um, but it's going to be epic and they're going to have to use the dragons to defeat them, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm ready to see more of them though. I'm ready to see more of them. It's easy to forget about them. And then when they come up, you're like, oh crap. You guys. They're actually the whole point of the it. series, and I forgot. Exactly. <laughs> Winter has been coming for six years. Right? I mean, it's been, like, it's been a fucking minute. I know. Seriously. But, I don't, did we okay, miss well, anything? Did we on? I was just about to say, okay, oh, the Iron Islands. Piercy. We can quickly cover that. Oh, that. Um, yeah, Piercy, whatever. Jamie is going to probably kill that guy for Cersei, and they're going to continue to be gross. Um, and Marcella had her funeral, Cersei forgives her son, whatever. Um, but the Iron Islands, so Theon's dad was murdered by his uncle, his dad's brother. And, um, from what we know, it's a, it's very much, um, I don't want to say a democracy, but the way they vote on leaders are. Mm -hmm. And so Theon's sister is kind of pissed off because she might not be queen of the Iron Islands. Theon told Sansa he's going back to the Iron Islands. So something's going to happen there, but we're not really sure. Yeah, more to come with that. I think, um, you know, not a, nothing too, too crazy happened with it this time. It was more kind of introducing uh, that whole setting. Um, that's not something that we've really spent time on in the show, but is a huge part of the books that they never really touched on in the show. So it looks like they're going to be doing all of that now and poor little Theon is on his way back there so that should be interesting and you're on Greyjoy should mm-hmm. be a pretty cool part of the show as well um yeah I'm just I'm really liking these uh these two episodes and I feel like the tone has been very different and like Brad my husband pointed out to me it's like there is no book for them to go off of. There's no book for them to pull dialogue from. You know what I mean? They're not using George R. R. Martin's words anymore. They're coming up with it on his own. So if you notice, there's like, there's been markedly more like humor in it than usual. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's been a very diff, not very different, but slightly different feel. And the dialogue is even a little bit different. And I'm actually, I'm really liking it. And I do like the fast pace. Um, and all the stuff happening. Cause I feel like game of Thrones is always kind of a slow burn, especially in the beginning, which is cool, but there's so many characters that it can feel so drawn out and like nothing actually happens like true blood season three through six. So yeah, it, yeah, it feels I'm, amped up a little bit. It just feels yeah. like boom. Yep. I'm loving it. A plus plus. Well guys, there are so many more theories and predictions. Make sure you check out purefandom.com for the latest and greatest. Um, and also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at pure underscore fandom. And of course, check us out on Facebook and you can always find us here on con radio. The next convention we'll be at is um, wizard world, Philadelphia, which is yes. a huge convention. We're super excited. Um, maybe we'll give away some tickets. I don't know. Keep, uh, checking our social for updates and deeds. Yeah. Um, with the world, yeah. With, yeah. It's going to be a good one, guys. If you're not going, it's, it's June 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Philly. So you really should go. I mean, Hiddleston, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Michael J. Fox, Norman Reedus, David Duchovny, even Amal, Christopher Lloyd, and like a million other people are going. 
So def- including us. So check that one out. Make sure you get tickets. And if you want VIP tickets for any of these amazing actors, you probably want to scoop those up pretty soon. Uh, yeah, you're gonna definitely not going to want to miss it. Um, anything else? Do you think we covered it all? I think that we've got it. Yeah, I think that I think that's it. I think we've covered it. We could probably talk about predictions and how we feel about um, all of the secret Targaryens out there forever. But I think that's it. I think we've basically got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Until then. Eight out. Eight out.